0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, May the 13th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today on May 13, 1981, Pope John Paul II was shot, seriously wounded in St. Peter's Square by Turkish assailant, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Mehmet Ali Aju. I think that's the way you pronounce it. I think... I read somewhere that later Pope John Paul II went to the jail cell where this guy was and told him he forgave him, I believe. I'm not sure about that, but I think I read that somewhere some years ago. Today in 1607, English colonists arrived by ship at the site that became Jamestown, the settlement in Virginia. The colonists spent the night on the boat, and then they went ashore tomorrow morning. Today in 1940, in his first speech as British Prime Minister, um, Winston Churchill told Parliament, quote, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. Today in 2002, President George W. Bush announced to the country and the world that he and Russian President Vladimir Putin would sign a treaty to shrink the country's nuclear arsenals by two-thirds. Today in 2016, President Obama issued a directive requiring public schools to permit transgender students to use bathrooms and locker rooms consistent with their chosen gender identity. And all of the 15, 16-year-old boys began questioning among themselves, could it be that we're girls? Today in 2019, Doris Day, the actress, she died at her California home. She was 97 years old. Five years ago today, Donald Trump used his first commencement address as president to urge graduates at Liberty University. That's Christian University in Lynchburg, Virginia. I think most of you know that. He urged them to follow their convictions. He said, quote, prepare to face criticism and relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Well, that pretty well sums up his own personal philosophy, and good advice to the thousands, Liberty University is the largest Christian university in the country. It may be in the world. I mean, they have a humongous amount of students there on campus and online, all over the world, not just all over the country. Got a note um, from someone who, uh, a man, who contributed uh, a generous amount to this ministry online, he left this, there's a little message part there, when you contribute online, you can put in a message, some do and many don't, but I noticed this one, Um, he said in his message, he said, the Play It Again Saturday feature is superb, I cannot hear your broadcast daily, so this is appointment radio for me on Saturdays. What he's talking about is the fact that our program can be heard each day, Monday through Friday, can be heard on Saturdays now on KTW in Spokane, Washington, uh, from noon to 2.30. And you don't live in Spokane, perhaps, and you say, well, wish it were here. But well, if you go to our website, you can go to this. We have a link there And from anywhere, actually in the world, you can online, you can go there, go to our website, faithandfreedom.us, and you can look on the right side of the first page that comes up, and you'll see the availability of this, that you can listen back to back (laughs) um, on Saturdays, uh, the programs. They just run one right after the other for this two and a half hour period. And um, there's also a few of our programs that are there as a podcast that are listed that you can selectively listen. We're doing everything within our means to try to expand the the voice of this program, not my voice, but the ideas and the the truth that we try to get to every day. And I, I'll tell you to all of <clears throat> excuse me, all of you who support this ministry, um, it is. I say this humbly, but it's really growing, and it's really impacting people. I mean, we hear, you'd be surprised what we hear from people and how what we're talking about here turns on a light for them and um, challenges, in some cases, what they have believed previously in regards to the culture, the issues, and biblical thinking, biblical beliefs in regards to the culture. So to all of you who make this program possible this person gave his contribution i think it was i got it yesterday it was on the 10th but to all of you who support this ministry thank you we we need your support right now this is we're wanting to reach as many people as we can more people if possible got a note from somebody that supported this ministry for a long time yesterday and he said, uh, "I'm moving from Washington State to Montana. Are you broadcast there yet?" <laughs> and I were not, but would like to be in at least in Billings or somewhere in Montana. And we'll just look toward that. We don't have any. We haven't had any discussions with any radio stations there yet. But as God provides, and as you stand with us. Um, we are making an impact, and I've been in the ministry my entire adult life, which is, you know, three, four, five years, <laughs> and I'm over 40, and um, I kind of <clears throat> kind of know I can sense when the Lord is using something that we're doing, as feeble as we may be, and the Lord is using this in a really significant way. I'm honored to be a part of it, and um, I'm honored that you're a part of it. So thank you for standing with us financially, and we need your support. We truly do. Our address is box, you can contribute online, but our address, if you want to mail something, it's P.O. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Washington State's own Senator Patty Murray, who cast herself as a mom with tennis shoes years ago when she ran for political office to become a public servant. She now sort of rules and reigns almost in Washington, D.C. You always see her standing beside in the pictures that hit the news media. You always see her standing beside the top leadership because she's near the top now. I think she's dished her tennis shoes as well, but she put out a tweet that I, uh, yesterday afternoon, That I think pretty well sums up what I want to talk about today. Patty Murray said this on Twitter, quote, Our nation's child care system is on the brink of collapse, and we absolutely have to act now to save it. That is rhetoric that always comes from the left. What is it? Our nation's child care system is on the brink of collapse, and we absolutely have to act now to save it. Well, it's the nation's child care system. Well, what is the nation's child care system? Is it abortion? Is that part of our child care system? It is. In the minds of the left, I mean truly it is. But the left always the left can always be defined, the progressive so-called progressive left as words without meaning. They talk so much. The words just flow. That's part of Joe Biden's problem. He tries to say too many words, and he he just isn't capable of that. And I I don't say that with any malice. I mean, I don't. I, I understand. I mean, we all get there if we live long enough. But, man, they just put these words out. It's like water out of a fire hose. They just drown you in words. And if you're a thinking person, and I think most of us are, You walk away from a conversation or a message or a tweet, in this case, from Patty Murray, and you go, what did they say? They need to do what? And they need to do it now? Why? Well, none of that is in the words that they put out there. Child child care system, our nation's child care system, is on the brink of collapse. What she's really not saying... But what prompted this, I can tell you, I haven't spoken to her lately, but I can tell you what prompted this. While mothers are driving from store to store to store trying to find baby formula for their baby, our government is delivering pallets, and she would know that, pallets of baby formula to the border, passing it out to illegals either in the country or wanting to come into the country. The issue is so critical that President Biden blocked the press from covering his closed-door meeting yesterday with baby formula manufacturers because mothers across this nation are panicked. So much so that the Pediatrician Association has come out and said, please, mothers, we understand there's no baby formula out there much, but don't try to make up stuff, your own formula or recipe, from um, you know various sources. It's dangerous. So while all this has happened, down the hall at the White House, climate advisor Gina McCarthy, she copied a CBS news reporter on an email chain yesterday that the administration would cancel a series of oil and gas lease sales, the last available. This as gas is surging to an all-time high. In fact, I just checked a few moments ago. In Washington state, current average price for gasoline, this would be average for the state, is $4.90.6. Diesel is $5.72, actually rounded up $0.73 today. Yesterday, gas was $4.89 and diesel was uh, $5.72. A week ago, it was $4. Uh, gas was $4.75 and diesel was $5.64 and so on. A month ago was, was less and so on. In Oregon, it's the same thing. Current today is the average statewide is $4.87 for gas and $5.62 for diesel. It's been going up every day incrementally. Day, not week or month. Day. In Arizona, we have a lot of listeners in Arizona. And thank you for your support in Tucson area. Thank you so much. Um, Arizona is, uh, the current average is $4.70. Diesel is $5.47. Just a month ago, it was uh, considerably less than that. Well, I won't go through all the numbers. It takes too long, but you get the point. We all know this. You pull into a gas station, say fill it up, and they do, and you go, what? <laughs> I mean, it's astounding what's going on. With the economy in general. So mothers are, on the one hand, their babies are crying because they don't have formula. And on the other hand, they're running from store to store to store in their community. I'm not overstating this. And they're trying to find formula for their little baby. And they're spending gas. In some cases, many cases, they can't afford to look for formula they can't find. And Patty Murray goes, Our child care system is on the brink of collapse. I think that's not really accurate. We have such pathetic leadership in Washington, D.C. now, including herself, that they have taken us down a path of liberalism and progressivism, so-called, that is none of the above. It isn't liberal, it isn't compassionate, it isn't smart, and it's certainly not progressive. They've taken us down what is can only be described as cultural Marxism down a path that is so destructive now mothers can't find food to feed their babies in America. The most blessed, the most prosperous nation on earth. Wow. Jesus taught capitalism himself, our Lord and Savior. He did. As time permits, I'll come back to that. Not socialism, as Jim Wallace and the religious left tell you. They always try to cast Jesus as a socialist. They say that. They use those words. He was never a socialist. He was a capitalist. Our dysfunction in America, what she's referring to, our child care system is on the brink of collapse. What Senator Patty Murray is not saying is that the reason for that is because of the inadequacy in our leadership And the ideology of Marxist socialism, which has become, in America, cultural socialism. Representative Kat Kamak, she's a Republican from Florida, she says that while Americans face a worsening baby formula shortage, she said they're sending pallets and pallets of baby formula to the border. Well, who are they? John Nolte wrote yesterday in his column, he said, you don't think Joe Biden would put Americans at the head of the baby formula line, do you? Democrats hate Americans, especially the babies. They didn't get a chance to abort. That may be (laughs) rather, rather direct, but it's probably true. He said, hoping to change the country's demographics is a stated goal of Democrats, and it is. They've said that. He said Biden is flooding the country with illegal immigrants a record number of them even as he spends 40 billion dollars to protect Ukraine's border. Interestingly enough, Rand Paul yesterday spoke on this. The Senate has a, a deal that where if one if it isn't unanimous they can't move forward to a vote and that would include this 40 billion dollar deal uh, money to Ukraine on top of billions of other money we've spent there sent there. Senator Rand Paul stopped that yesterday. He objected. And if one senator objects, it stops the process, at least for a while. He objected because he wants oversight. There's more to say about this. I just don't have time. But he, he, he objected, not that he doesn't want to help Ukraine. I mean, he does. But he's saying there needs to be oversight. The corruption in Ukraine, it's a very difficult situation because on the one hand, you see the people suffering, and Putin, in an unjust war, is targeting these people, and he's killing moms and dads and kids and just citizens. He's not necessarily just targeting Ukraine's military. I mean, it's really a horrible thing that he's doing, and the world is, in some ways, holding him accountable. I think we, they need to continue to, we need to continue to, and even more so. But Rand Paul, I'm sure, sees this. He understands it. He's a very bright guy. But he said, we cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. And that's very true. He also said there needs to be oversight of this money. He said, we're talking about, that's, he said, that's more than, than what we spent the first year in Afghanistan, us, our own military and they're just sending it there it's going to kind of kind of dribble into the country there's a lot of corruption in the leadership i don't know who i mean i this guy he's very charismatic the leader of ukraine i kind of like him but there's corruption to the core in the in the government of ukraine remember it was ukraine and some of the corrupt Operations that are going on there—that was paid Hunter Biden, maybe still—I don't know—was paid him somewhere between fifty and eighty thousand dollars a month to sit on that Burisma gas company board. That's what Rand Paul is thinking. He's going, "Yeah, let's help the people, but where's this forty billion dollars going to end up? In someone's pocket? Probably, at least part of it." I mean, that's the issue. Some of these issues are complicated. They're not just, but anyway, he stopped this process, this $40 billion. He said, I want to help Ukraine. But he said, where's it going to go? We need oversight. And they're going to probably go around him, and they'll they'll take up this bill again next week and go around his objection, which they can do. Schumer and McConnell is in on that too. I mean, he's there. But boy, I'll tell you, but now, according to this congresswoman, people who have no business being in our country are receiving the baby formula countless mother American mothers can't find for their own babies. Let me be clear. Those of you who have been listening to this program, for some of you from almost the beginning, which is several years now, I think about nine years since we started, it's unbelievable you, you know me. Some of you know me personally you've, that listen to this program. You've known me, some of you, too long since I was a kid. But I grew up in Yakima area and the Yakima Valley. I was born in Yakima. Grew up on an orchard in the Yakima Valley. You know me. But if you're a new listener or newer listener, let me be clear. America has been and it continues to be the most generous nation in the history of the world. We're always the first to show up when a disaster occurs. We have and we do bind up the broken and the bruised. We always feed the hungry exactly as the Lord has called us to do. And God has blessed America for this and other reasons which have enabled us to do even more of what we do. Personally, I've been an ordained minister my entire adult life. I've spent time, much time in fact, during a period of years In some of the countries from where these people, these illegals, are coming from. I understand their plight. I've lived with them. I've been in their villages and their cities and their homes of some of the groups of people that are coming across the border illegally now. The ones I know wouldn't do that illegally. But I've been with them in their communities. They're flooding across our border. I slept with, with them on their dirt floor homes, and I've been in many of those. That isn't where the cruise ship lands along the Central American coast. The real world there is pretty drastic. It's not good. I've eaten with them. I've prayed with them. i built churches with them. i preached the gospel with them. I've been challenged by authorities with them. I've been there. I know. So please understand, I love them. And I know that God loves them. And we've invested ourselves and our time and part of our life working with these people on the ground in their villages. But God did not bless America so that we could become a borderless, confused, chaotic gathering of overactive advocates of destructive behaviors and national policies. We've got to understand that, and some don't, and the religious left works tirelessly every day to try to muddy the water. As lately as yesterday, and again, I don't have time to get into that today, but as lately as yesterday, sojourners... Jim Wallace's organization, now run by a replacement for him. I mean, he's stepped back and kind of semi-retired, I think. But they're carrying on and they're going into this how that we must embrace the, our, the, the stranger and open the borders. And what they are doing is suggesting, bottom line, in real speak, like most of us talk, they're suggesting that we... Cease to be a nation. I don't know if they know what they enjoy as a a place to live, America. They're in the process of undermining and destroying it. And socialism always destroys. It puts a few people at the top that become mega rich, full of themselves, and sometimes have to commit suicide as Hitler. Socialism doesn't work. It has never worked. But we're on the precipice. People are trying to push America off the cliff. That's where our country stands today, but I'm hopeful. I believe there's an awakening in our country to what is really going on in public schools, in halls of power, in entertainment, in the news that is not news, censorship of free speech, the silencing of religious expression, especially Christian expression. There's a war on capitalism. There's a war on free market. How do we know the Biden administration is shipping pallets of baby formula to the illegals while our babies are without? I'll tell you how. This congressman, Kat Kamek, she says she received photographic evidence and now they're out there and there are news organizations publishing them this morning. It's out there. She posted pictures on social media. First photo is from the this morning, she said, uh, at Ursula Processing Center at the U.S. border, shelves and pallets packed with baby formula. The second is from a shelf right here at home. She's, she's in Florida. Formula is scarce. This is what America last looks like. She puts a video up. It's been substantiated. This Border Patrol agent contacted her, and he said, I'm quoting him, Kat, you would not believe the shipment of baby formula I just brought in. He's been a border patrol agent for over 30 years and he says he's never seen anything quite like this. He said, "I'm a grandfather and I'm saying that my own children can't get baby formula for their for their kids, my grandkids." He says he as a border patrol agent just took in pallet, pallets of baby formula for all the illegals that are at the border. She said, if this is the case, no one, including this congresswoman, is saying that the babies of illegals should not get the formula. No, they're saying what I just said about myself personally. It isn't about not wanting to help the poor and the illegals, but that isn't helping them, and it's destroying America. That's the issue. Empty tanks and empty wallets. That's the hallmark of socialism. Americans are being forced to choose between going places and buying food. In the case of the mothers with hungry babies, they're being forced to use their gas, that is exponentially daily, increasing in price, to go from store to store to store, looking for formula that is being said elsewhere. What's the matter with these people? White House Climate advisor, this Gina McCarthy, she told the CBS reporter, yep, we're going to shut down all the oil and gas drilling. And then the, it got out, and this is just over the last day or so, it got out. So then the the, the White House came back and said, no, 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 we, we just had, had discussions about it. And then later in the day, the White House came out and said, yeah, we, we have canceled those oil leases because there was no interest. There was no interest because the last two in the Gulf and in Alaska— the last two leases that had not been purchased by oil companies, there were so many layers of restrictions put on by the environmentalists demanding that our president do so and his cabinet that they said they could not put their equipment in to drill in the areas that they were trying to sell them on these leases. They could have bought the lease, but they couldn't have put the equipment in necessary to drill. It is so duplicitous. It is so misleading in the administration that we have today. Welcome to Biden's Socialist America. In fact, there's a word that's emerged. I don't know who used it first, but I'm seeing it more and more. Some of the writers, conservative writers, are calling it Bidenization of America. It's amazing. Jesus did not teach socialism. He taught capitalism. I put an article, I put it in an article that I I wrote today, but my friend Brian Fisher with American Family Association wrote an article that answers the question biblically, Dr. Brian Fisher. He begins with this, despite the best efforts of liberals, including liberal evangelicals like Jim Wallace, to turn Jesus into a flaming socialist, his own words tell a different story. In fact, the stories that Jesus told could have only come from a capitalist uh, mindset. Jesus was, in fact, a capitalist. He was. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, Jesus commits a number of grievous, politically wicked sins to the progressive, and he, it is the parable of the talents. And I don't have time to go into that today. I would like to very much, but I just don't have the time. But maybe another time. But Jesus was solely, purely capitalistic. And he taught that in those parables in Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. Well, we'll get back to that another day, but thank you for being with me today. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday.